Hello and welcome to Hello Governor the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is Jason K. How you doing, Jason? Hey, doing good. So, uh, first question is the obvious one, but how did you get started? Oh, um, well, uh, I got started, uh, uh, well, when I got started was, uh, I became full-time in 20, like second half of 2016. And the way I got started, actually, that was a little bit before that. Um, I originally was a musician. Uh, I went to uh, UC Santa Barbara, the university uh, for music composition. And I got my last quarter there. Uh, I got into, uh, I had to take a, a, a class that was not related to music. And everybody said, hey, acting is supposed to be fun and easy. And I was like, yeah, all right. And I, I did it and I loved it. And uh, I then, after college, uh, took some classes at the Upright Citizen Brigade in Second City. And I always loved manipulating my voice. And uh, everybody there was like, hey, you got, you, you should think about voiceover. And so uh, I made my own demo. Uh, because I had the skills from college on how to produce. And then I sent it to a bunch of uh, agents. And, and then uh, I got picked up uh, by my agent, Michaela. And then I'm still with her today. She's the, she's the best. And, uh, at first, you know, uh, I didn't book anything for the first few months. And then it just started rolling in. Uh, it's really a numbers game in voiceover. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a short story. And what made you specifically want to get into voiceover? Well, one thing I love about voiceover and what made me want to get into it um, is I think for anybody that, well, for, I think uh, for me personally, uh, I love doing different voices uh, and different accents. I, I love doing accents. And um, the cool thing about voiceover <clears throat> as opposed to, uh, you know, on camera work is you can play anything. Uh, the really the the only limit is your your vocal range really, uh, and so I've gotten to play all manner of different creatures and characters of all ages really, uh, which you can't. I mean, you can do on camera, uh, but I feel like you won't get cast unless unless you're already like a name, and then you know you can they can put you in makeup and all and do all that kind of thing, but. You're kind of limited to what you look like in voiceover. You're not. You're limited to what you can morph your voice into, and, and that's what kind of drew me to it. And out of all the characters you've done, which one would you say was the toughest? The toughest? Um, oh man. Well, I would say. Um, hmm, I did a character on the Powerpuff Girls that was uh it was the most vocally stressful uh was a character called the Nat, and his voice was <clears throat> his voice kind of sounded like uh it basically sounded like this and when you're talking like this for a long period of time it starts to wear on you a little bit i mean they they, they were really great about giving you breaks in the water but that, that was the most vocally stressful Oh, except for this other character for this upcoming video game. 
um, is also was also vocals, uh, kind of stressful. Where I, I do basically an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, um, and usually doing an Arnold impression is when you do an Arnold impression. It's not exactly stressful, and, and look, that that's not like the best Arnold impression, but they wanted something something like that, uh, and so they, they didn't want a spot on. They wanted like an Arnold type. Uh, but the thing is, is when you do a voice, it's not just about doing them in, in one uh, range, like in, in one uh, like tone. You have to do it, you know, what do they sound like when they're angry? What do they sound like when they're yelling or when they're getting hit or, or doing or, or hitting somebody and all that? Uh, and so doing that with Arnold, this Arnold type voice really, uh, that, that was pretty difficult too. But for the most part, I mean, when I say difficult, like it's always fun. It's like super fun. So it's like, it's, it, you get the hang of it pretty quickly. And as long as you take care of your voice, so always drink water for any voice actors listening. Just drink tons of water all the time. Have and, a big water bottle. And um, what was the most fun you had in a session? Oh, man. Um... I would say uh, the most fun. I probably this this late, latest one um, was really was the, the, this. Uh, oh, actually, God, I don't know. Um, there there were uh, there were a couple of video games I did last year that were super fun. It's hard to pinpoint one. I mean, I did one for this uh, game called The Artful Escape, and I got to play like this alien rock dj and that was super fun and super easy yeah, kind of doing a um casey Kasem impression do you know casey Kasem? he's like from the 20th century uh he was like a famous like basically sounds like casey Kasem. you know used to be on the radio and so i kind of like mimic off of that and that was really fun because they also let me improvise and stuff so i think probably that one, yeah but they're all fun and uh you know going to the character probably most people know you as uh vampire cookie and cookie run like how did that come about oh uh i mean that that was uh i just uh you know auditions and um at first they they kind of wanted like i forgot what the original audition notice said but the way i approached it was like I kind of based the voice off of the dude from the Big Lebowski, and uh, and then uh, I booked it. And then what they'll do sometimes is even after you book it, when you get in there, they'll still um, you know try to dial in the voice. And so they're like, "Oh, we got to make him younger." And so the way I describe it to people now is like, "It's like the dude that vibe, uh, but much younger." And so he's like, he's like, oh, hey, man, cool. All right. It's just kind of like surfer, not, not kind of California vibe. Uh, so, and that was really fun uh, to do that. They also have a whole thing. Like, so Vampire Cookie's always drinking like this grape juice, you know? And um, I remember thinking like, this is wine, right? And they're like, no, it's not wine. It's grape juice that's aged in a in a barrel. And I'm like, yeah, like wine, but they can't say it's wine, apparently, because it's supposed to be like all ages and stuff. Um, the vampire cookie thing was really fun, super fun to do. 
And I didn't realize there was such a fan community out there for it, you know, because um, I was actually not that familiar with Cookie Run uh, beforehand. But then I told uh, some of my friends, I was like, I was like, hey, have you heard of this Cookie Run? And they were all like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I guess I, I guess this is a big deal. Um, so that's how it kind of came about. And and when you say like he, they wanted him younger, was like the original was the original take a lot older sounding than the one that's in the final game? In the final, uh, well, not that. Uh, it, it, it's mainly, I would say they yeah actually I mean the the original take uh, was a, the voice was a lot uh, deeper. The voice was more like, yeah, man, you know, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, we got to age him down, uh, I guess, up, no, wait, down, whatever, make him younger. And so they probably, they actually were like, hey, can you get him down to like, you know, early 20s? And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm like early 30s, 33. And so I was like, yeah, I can do that. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I guess. Uh, but then I was actually trying to make him sound older initially. So uh, we probably aged him down like 15 years, uh, pretty much. I also didn't realize there was like so many people that like, have you, have you seen any of the vampire cookie fan art? <laughs> well, depends on, depends on the type of fan art. Cause I've seen both. <laughs> oh yeah. So I didn't even know. Cause I was just like, it's a, it's a cookie, you know, and a vampire. Uh, and uh, they, at, at the, uh, the company that the you know the company that dev sisters they do it they were like hey we want you to take a look at this fan art you know and i was like yeah sure and i was like whoa like they made them all like you know like some of this fan art's pretty graphic and then others others are like okay i can see that being a cookie but like most of it is like oh you this looks like a like a cover of a romance novel or something um i also learned what the word simp means uh through this project you're like, hey, do you simp or whatever? And I was like, what's simp? But I guess I'm getting older. But well, I forgot what is simp. I forgot. But it was it was something like it's like when you're like really uh, like into something, I guess, or like you like fanboy out for something. See, my generation would say like fanboy or fan, fan, you know, gender neutral. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just I just ask because like it's it was one of those games that kind of came out of nowhere and the only reason I picked it up was I was kind of shocked at the vocal talent that they got for the English dub and I'm like wait a minute what is this and why are they hiring like you know these these big name voice actors and you know I'm kind of hooked on it so you know oh cool yeah it doesn't work so yeah yeah did you uh uh do you do any voice acting no 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 but i mean i i oh. i just do the podcast but um oh right on. uh but um yeah vampire cookie was was weird to me because like he was one of the first cookies i unlocked and i had no again keep in mind like i had no idea what the english dub was going to sound like because there were like no clips no nothing yeah like when it dropped, it dropped, and I was like, okay. And there were some actors who I, I was already familiar with, and P 
people who have who have already had on the show, so it wasn't like a surprise to hear. Oh, it's whoever, whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, but mm. you know, when it came to Vampire Cookie, like I was like, okay, he's a vampire, so he's probably going to sound like a Dracula impression or something. But no, it yeah, was, it was different. Yeah, well, I thought the same thing. Well, I mean, when they said, "Oh yeah, Vampire Cookie," I'm like, "All right, uh, they probably want like a like a vampire." Dracula thing, but immediately they're like, we do not want any of that. We want him to be like this party, relaxed, hedonistic guy, but no vampire stuff. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I did. I, otherwise, if they didn't say that, I would have auditioned doing like, you know, like vampire cookie, you know, like a like a vampire. Um, but I think they wanted to play against type, and I, I think it works out because it gives them like this really unique uh, personality. And I guess, I guess like a lot of people are, you know, for attracted to the character because, and, you know, take this, take that word <laughs> how you will. Sure. Uh, yeah. But I think a lot of people like the character because he's basically a parody of uh, Anne Rice vampires, you know, the sexy. Vampires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, even well, when the, I saw the fan art. Yeah, I mean he has the shirt, Sorry, what? and I mean he has the shirt and the yeah. hair and all that stuff. And the hair, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Well, yeah, because yeah, that makes yeah that yeah exactly. And actually, a lot of the fan art is like totally Anne Rice and totally like interview with a vampire and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, the the when when we were doing when we were like dialing in the voice and stuff like the you know, number one thing they kept talking about was just like remember vampire cookie just wants to have a good time all the time and you know i was like all right that's something i can relate to and that's funny um what's interesting though is that when you do when you're doing video games as opposed to animation like you know cartoons and stuff is uh, the way it, in I, you know, stop me if you've already heard this from like a million voice actors, but uh, it, it's done differently because you have to do all these efforts. You have to do, they also do uh, the way that you do the lines is you do the lines like three times each, sometimes more, and you have to do it at different intensities. And, but with Vampire Cookie, you have to do that, but also be like, you have to be intense uh, on certain lines, but also remember he, uh, He's pretty carefree. So you have to like, you have to kind of uh, walk that uh, tightrope uh, when it gets into the more intense stuff. It's like, how do I sound carefree, but also very adamant about something, you know? Uh, but it worked out. Um, they were all really cool over there too. There's a lot of cool cookie characters. No, I just, I just find it hilarious that you mentioned that they didn't want to say it was wine when most oh yeah i mean his line his attack line is i need a drink i mean come on who are yeah. you fooling <laughs> no yeah dude like the whole time and like like ever like because they you know when they direct you uh you know we record or at least i recorded my parts in, in burbank uh california and they have like the writer uh is on like skyping in and stuff and they had to keep checking like okay this doesn't sound too much like he's making wine right and, I, and i'm looking at these lines like like time to drink party like all these kind of things and i'm like he looks drunk because his eyes are like half down and i'm like yeah this is a cool guy and also they're like oh it's magic grape juice and i'm like 
Like, this is, okay, whatever you guys want to do. But I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that, he, I mean, he, it's in a wine glass, isn't it? Like, he's drinking, like, whatever. Um, but I think it's fun that they're like, no, oh, no, no, it's grape juice, it's grape juice. And you're like, okay, magic grape juice that was aged in a barrel is called wine. So, whatever. Uh, but it's fun. No, um, yeah, I mean, and it's funny yeah. because if you play any of the Tower of Chaos campaign, the characters say mm -hmm. hell. So it's like you're all right with characters yeah. saying hell and death and all this other crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. But like, heaven forbid people look up what wine is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's no, uh, there's a lot of, there's like no logic behind that stuff but i guess they must have they must have gotten some kind of note saying okay we can't call it wine but whatever but yeah that is interesting so yeah they say hell and stuff yeah like i think wine like i'm, I'm not i don't really drink uh but like i think wine's a lot better than death because <laughs> it's just a drink uh obviously we drink too much but yeah yeah and it's kind of funny because if you look at his character model, he's always holding a glass of wine, no matter. He's, what he's always <laughs> holding a glass. He's always holding a glass of wine, and that's cool. You know, he's having a good. Because also, you got to like, he's a vampire, so he can't die. So, like, why not have a good time infinitely? Um, when I first heard about the game, because uh, you know, uh, uh, so half my friends are like big fans of the game, and I hadn't even heard of it. The other half. We're trying to like figure out what is a vampire cookie because i mean if, if you don't know the game cookie run when you like I, like i told my parents i'm like yeah this game is like pretty big and and uh they they're doing oh yeah they're doing for anybody i don't know when this podcast drops but they're doing a, a cookie run um signing on uh on instagram on the stream only i think and they're having like it's like a bunch of cast members are 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 getting are like signing prints and stuff and i was telling my parents and they were like so wait what's the character and i'm like oh it's called vamp he's his name's vampire cookie and they're like oh so he's a vampire and i'm like well he's actually more like a cookie he's like oh he's a cookie and i'm like he's kind of both so he's like he's a cookie that's a that's a vampire and he drinks wine all the time and they're like oh so then who, who who does whose blood does he suck i'm like he doesn't really suck blood and they're like, why is he a vampire? I'm like, it's kind of, it's complicated. Um, but it's weird to describe to somebody what a vampire cookie is. You know? I, I always <laughs> love whenever someone gets cast in this game because, like, all the cookie characters have these outrageous gimmicks and it must be a lot yeah. of fun going in there and just, and, and going, oh, man, like, I'm recording, I'm playing... A character who a cookie character who dresses up like the Grim Reaper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's literally you. You hit it on the head. That's exactly like. Well, that's what I thought to my. I'm pretty sure every voice actor that went in thought like, "All right, sure, you're a cookie that does this." Uh, also, the lore of the game is interesting because I was trying to. I was like, "So what's the deal with all these cookies?" And I guess like the whole, and you probably know more, uh, but like the whole planet. Is like the, uh, is like made out of cookies or something, and these witches made the cookies, and now the cookies are fighting back. There's like a like a whole uh, mythos that's like pretty in depth. Um, but yeah, 
and the fan base is very rad, which is cool. So I mean, even more so. The the best way I can describe it is it's basically sausage party, like that's what it basically mm-hmm. is. Hundred percent. It's basically that, but you know, cookies. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. I was like driving down. I live in LA, and I saw a billboard for it the other day. My friends were like, "Hey, you're 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 in the cookie game, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." And they're like, "So you suck blood in it?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> it's just a, it, it, I don't. I don't think so. And I, I haven't I haven't actually played the game. Uh, I probably should, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the problem with it is like it's very addicting. So it's like if if you know yeah, that's what I've heard. You're gonna play it. Like, make sure you have time for it, cause, who oh boy. <laughs> that's what I've heard from everybody, and that's why I'm like, not really play it yet, cause you know, like I, I like being productive, and everybody I've talked to, they're like, oh man, like hours on that thing. I'm like, man, I don't have like hours. I'm like, but you know what? Like, I have a few days off next week. Hope I don't get too addicted. Eh. I mean, I can just yeah. see you like just getting to okay. I just want to unlock unlock my character, and I'm done because it's like there's, you know, yeah. There's like I want to hear uh, myself in it. Like, let me just hear the character because there's like, yeah. I mean, how many characters are, are there? Must be like how many how many characters are there? Is there like a hundred or I'm like pretty sure they're like I think there's like sixty two or sixty five oh, or you know around mm-hmm. that number. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that should be it. That sounds yeah, sounds about right. And um, yeah, they also had uh, Sonic and Tails in it as well. So, oh counts. man, that's pretty... <laughs> wow. I guess they made a deal with the Sega. Does Sega still have on on that, or is that Sony? Or is no, Sony it's, Sega? It's, no, Sega. Yeah, it was it, Sega, it was, right? Was, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the mobile market market is pretty big, so it's like okay, yeah, it makes it makes kind of sense that uh, they would do that for like the thirtieth anniversary. So it's like, hey, here's like a oh, you know, yeah. here's like a special oh event, and you could only unlock Sonic and Tails from the special event. So if you missed out, then tough luck. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Yeah, if you missed out, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. it is weird um, just seeing like, oh yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog's in this. Okay. <laughs> Like <laughs> that's like when uh Mortal Kombat got uh at one point they had like Spawn and like they also had like Jason Voorhees in Mortal Kombat. I'm like, all right, I guess we're just bringing in people now. I think they had Predator at one point too. They had Predator, oh. Alien, Freddy Krueger, Kratos. Yeah, that was War. awesome. All right. Yeah. Um see that's the thing, is like I love video i should play more video games it's like you know research uh but i i just a lot of times i just don't have the time and all my friends that play it's like a full like they're like that's all they when they're not working they're just like hooked to either like a console or their or their uh you know mac or pc and i'm like oh i you know on my free time i i you know play music and and go out and stuff. Well, actually, now I'm not. I'm not going out as much as the whole Omicron thing. Uh, but that'll. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just about to say, like, no one's going out right now. <laughs> no one's going out right now. I was gonna say, I was like, I, I was describing my life, you know, six months ago, uh, back, yeah. But 
yeah, it's it's I think it's about to peak, hopefully. But you know, we're we're careful over here. And that's the other cool thing is um, you know, doing VO, uh, a lot of the times, you know, since the pandemic, uh, you record from home and they they edit your your uh, recording through a thing called Source Connect. So like your signal goes like right to their engineers. Um, but they still bring me in sometimes. And I, and I think every voice actor I've talked to likes going in. Because uh, at first it was great just being at home, being like, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to go in. Like maybe I never had to go in. I could have just like, you know, recorded from my booth at home. Uh, but then after a while you're like, man, I want to like go outside. Um, but yeah, but you know, it's good. Uh, uh, things are pretty good over here. Yeah, sun's shining right now. Yeah, How's it over in uh, Kuwait? Yeah, where are yeah. you again? You're in uh, yeah, Kuwait, Kuwait, right? And it's really cold. It's, oh, like, cool. it's, it's like, cold. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very cold. I couldn't. Could I just had to go out a little bit and um, pick something up? And is it snowing? No, no. It's really, really cold, and it's kind of great because you know last year it was just hot all the time, but it's kind of surreal. Okay having like cold weather like legit cold weather weather again it's like yeah i mean it's great but at the same time it's like i don't want to get sick (laughs) yeah no definitely put that off for as as long as you can uh it's interesting like i i i haven't had a cold or anything for the last two or years or so and i think it's because of the 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 mask that and the vaccines and everything but i mean but like I haven't had like a common in that long, and I'm like, man, maybe I should have been wearing a mask at the market, like before this. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, no, um, I I've been I'm I've been considerably lucky being like one of the few people that um, hasn't gotten sick in the past two years, and I'm at that point where I I want to keep it that way because. Like I, I'm at that yeah, point man. where I don't want to get sick right now. I've just, you know, like things have just, just start picking back up when it comes to the podcast. Cause you know, mm. December was the slow month because of the holidays. And you know, now recently right. things are picking up back up again. And I kind of want to be like, okay, I don't want to get sick. Cause I got a shitload of podcasts to record. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, do you do other podcasts other than this one? No, 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 just this one. But like, I just booked a, oh, whole, right bunch of, a whole bunch of guests, and I'm just, you know, oh, rotation. Cool. You know, like I got yeah. keep notes of like, okay, I'm doing this on this day, doing this on that day, blah blah blah. Because mm. uh, here's the secret, people: um, these episodes are recorded in advance. They don't go up <laughs> the day after they're they're yeah. recorded. <laughs> yeah, you got to stockpile them. You know, uh, I, I used to do this podcast. <clears throat> with my friends because uh, I love doing impressions and, and it was basically like a Mark Marin type thing but I played all the celebrities and we tried doing it the way of like oh we'll just post it tomorrow and that lasted about a few weeks and we were like why don't we just record a bunch and like stockpile them and I then I found out like an idiot I found like oh apparently like almost every podcast does that it's this way it's much more efficient um, and you don't have like the nervousness of like we gotta we gotta put something out tomorrow. Uh, you know. Oh no! But yeah, um, I'm like. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm at that point where I sometimes record episodes, and you know, if I listen back to them and say like, okay, is there enough content to fulfill 
mm. you know, to, to keep people <clears throat> hungry for like, a, you know, to keep people satisfied or uh, for like a week or two, because, you know, sometimes you, there are dry, there are dry uh, sessions, not sessions, but like there are dry, dry moments where like everything stops and I can't get a hold of anybody. And it's like, oh, well, shit, uh, I kind of wish I had <laughs> recorded something oh, man, to I... upload. <laughs> Yeah, I should have had that backup going. Uh, what are you? Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned you, you do impressions, and I'm just kind of wondering now, were you, have you ever done voice matching for anything? I have, actually. Um, the first one I did, oddly enough, was for uh, Mario Lopez from Entertainment Tonight. Uh, I did it for a, a Jimmy Kimmel live bit. And then I've also, uh, and it didn't even sound like him, honestly. Like, I didn't think it did, but I, I booked it. Um, and then I, I did uh, a voice match for, uh, who was the lead? Oh, man, what was, that? what was his name? It was, uh, oh, I did one for Ed Norton a, long, a bit ago. And, uh, but you know what's interesting is that all the impressions I love doing, like uh, a voice match is different than an impression in the sense that an impression you're kind of it's like I describe it as like if you've ever gotten a seen like caricature art you know so in a, an impression is you're kind of like amplifying and exaggerating certain aspects of somebody's voice and people go like oh yeah they do sound like that and like oh man that's like spot on but really if you put the voices back to back you're like it's not that spot on. like if I was gonna do um like I, I i did a nick offerman impression you know nick offerman oh uh axe cop there you go <laughs> yeah yeah axe cop yeah exactly <laughs> and like although actually him i can actually like yeah you know nick offerman axe cop okay we're talking like this then right you know that kind of thing uh well jason Steiffer, you know uh uh but like some of them that I love doing, they don't sound that much like it, but people really like it. Like uh, people really like this Mark Wahlberg one I do. You know, like Mark Wahlberg, you know, kind of sounds like this. And he's, he's just talking like this. I'm on your podcast. What's going on? And um, or Albert Brooks, who like Albert Brooks kind of sounds like this. And it gets, you know, very, very excited sometimes. Um, but uh Oh, and then Liam Neeson. If you wanted to do a Liam Neeson impression, the way to get into it is just say the word banana. Say banana with an R. Be like, be, you know, have a particular set of skills. That's what he always does when like, he's taking stuff. But it's funny when you have him talking about not stuff like that. Like, you know, like, I told you I wanted, to, I wanted everything bagel with locks and cream cheese. You know, business of everything bagel. Um, but yeah. Uh, voice matching is hard though. Uh, you mainly just want to get the pitch right and like the texture of the voice right. Because if you try to, it, they'll send you a reference. And if you try to do like every single intonation, you'll spend like hours just trying to be like getting perfect. When really you just need to get the the, the basic feel of it. Um, and... Because when they ask you know for anybody who doesn't know and how could you not know because we've talked about yeah, you know, i've talked about this 
before in previous episodes. If you're a longtime listener, I apologize. But if you're new to the new to the podcast, um, difference between an impression and voice match is when they at, when a company asks someone to do a voice match, they want a voice match. They want you to sound mm-hmm. exactly like the person you are voice matching. They are not asking for an impression. An impression is just a riff on what you think the person sounds like, while a voice match is what the person actually sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Like because they the reason they want that voice match is they can't get the actor into the studio or just too much of a hassle. And they they you know they did not record a line on the day or or they wanted to change the line and then they basically put in your voice uh in the middle of like a sentence that this person was saying and hopefully like with with the shot because i've done dubbing as well uh with hopefully with the shot it's like a back shot of their head and then you just you know then you slip in the voice match and to be honest like now that because i've done a few when there's voice matches and stuff sometimes you can like really tell in, in certain movies like uh uh the the dark knight for example is like one of my favorite movies ever and there's a line uh where now now i realize i'm like oh that was a voice match somebody else did that where uh heath ledger's joker is like uh he he, he has a he he calls the cops and he says like, like, go over here. You'll find Harvey Dent there. And like, when you watch it, you're like, huh, like his voice sounds different. And then you're like, oh wait, that was a voice match. Or like, I don't know, I was watching like something. I think I was like, well, watch, what was that? Was that like Frank or one of them? And like clear, like you can tell when it's a, sometimes when it's a voice match, when like sometimes it, it, it literally, one thing that really tips you off is that, if they didn't mix it right, like you have to realize like when people record sound and stuff in movies, you got to get the room tone. How does your voice sound in that actual room? And if they do it right, you can like mix it in great. But if they don't, it'll sound like something. If, if, if somebody has a line like, uh, you know, like uh, somebody, you know, somebody called in a bomb threat, but they didn't get the word bomb threat. It would, it, and, and they didn't mix it right. It would sound like somebody called in a bomb threat. You know, it'll you know, there'd be a clear like, whoa, okay, that didn't mix that right, or that was ADR, which is audio dialogue replacement. Um, uh, yeah. Oh no, I think I was watching Eternals, and I think there was a case of ADR mixing. <laughs> you know, there was like some dodgy. Oh yeah, ADR mixing. I mean, you wouldn't notice it at first. I mean, if you if you were just like watching the movie like one time, it's because it's like a you know just a bit of dialogue i think it was someone had their one head turned and you couldn't you couldn't see them their mouth move but you could tell it was 80 yard oh yeah yeah and it's sometimes it's really fun like if you watch it you know people that are i'm one of them i love watching like bad like b movies like from the 80s and stuff and 90s and even today there's some like real fun like crappy movies uh you can always tell when like it's always really fun when the ADR is like terrible when you're like that was definitely ADR there's like you know explosion it's like a war scene and like all of a sudden really clearly you hear like do we have any water and you're like that somebody threw that in sometimes they use ADR to fill in plot holes which is really funny 
of like, yeah, I'm going to go over there now. And then it's like, oh, that's why that guy showed up. So like I've seen where it for the listeners, there's a show. They do this on purpose as like a parody uh, called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It was on like Channel 4 in, in England, uh, but, but they're all on YouTube now. And like, that's an excellent example of like, they purposely do all this ADR uh, to make it sound like it, the premise of the show is that it's a it's a it's an unreleased show from the 80s that is like really lo-fi. So check that out to really hear some like purposely bad ADR. Now, one of my favorite uh, it's funny you mentioned that show, but one of my favorite moments in it is um, Stephen Merchant has like a cameo as like a chef and um, oh yeah yeah it does yeah and there's like really two great jokes in in there where um she's giving him uh shit about his cooking and he he comes mm-hmm. in and he, he he reads his lines super fast <laughs> first yeah, yeah 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 he's just like getting through the lines okay that that was one joke and then when his character dies they couldn't the, the you know in in universe he he didn't adr it, they couldn't get him back to aid you know to come in to do adr for his death so they replay him saying son of a bitch <laughs> yeah son of a bitch oh no son of a bitch yeah and that's where that line is where richard ayuade is like talking to somebody he's like i know that's right i'm gonna go over there now and then you see him walking over or the or or then you see garth Marenghi. Who, I forgot the name of the actor. He's great. But he has like some line where he's like, where he's like, I forgot to, to I like, I'm gonna go take a shower now because I forgot earlier. And then like he comes out of the bathroom and and like, I don't know, it's just really funny. I love that joke. Uh, one, one of my Very favorite jokes is they end a scene and then they just literally walk through it into another set. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That amazing. was great. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. that I love that joke. Mm. Anyway. No, I mean it's it's great. I think I still have the DVD somewhere, but um Oh you got it on DVD? Yeah, no, yeah, I st- I think I have the DVD oh, like, cool, man. in storage. <laughs> so Dude, that's awesome, man. I I, I only uh, I discovered it uh just online. Dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah, because I ironically enough, I remember way back in two thousand eight, you know, when the internet was still you know, when, you know, people were just sharing random clips and people would share yeah. Garth Marenghi clips. And I'm like, what is this? Is this real? Is this an actual show? And then I would find like every clip I could find. And I'm like, this is amazing. Is this an on DVD? And I found it on DVD and I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to like watch this. It's Oh, hell it's yeah, amazing. dude. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he, that one. has one of my favorite lines ever is he says, <clears throat> he's like, <clears throat> He's like, uh, I'm one of the few people you'll meet that's written more books than they've read. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's such a perfect character line. Written more books than they've read. Now, my favorite so line is, I know writers <clears throat> who use subtext and they're cowards. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they're cowards. Oh, my God. So good. That's so funny. That show always gets me. Oh, man. Yeah. that that really you know that show was one of the main inspirations for like why i wanted to get into like writing because like oh, cool. i mean because like if you just watch the show and you have like no you know general knowledge about writing it's like yeah whatever 
but you know once you've taken classes and you know or in my case self-taught about the writing process it's it becomes a lot funnier <laughs> and it's oh yeah yeah it's just so so well done and I just like there's just nothing like it. Like there is just nothing like it, and the fact that they went out of their way to make it look as cheap as possible is just bravo, bravo. Oh yeah, I, I loved also the bit where they had to keep putting things in slow motion because they were like the episodes were running short, so they have these random parts that are just like him running really slowly. Oh man, that was good. What, what kind of stuff do you uh, write? Do you write? Uh... I, mean, I mean, mostly I wrote like a couple web comics here and there, but um, oh, cool, man! But then you know the pandemic happened and you know, pretty right. much <laughs> destroyed you know the creative process because it's like it's really hard to stay motivated when the world has just gone to shit, really. Yeah, man, it's it's rough, um, especially when it like i mean i love i well i haven't performed live i got to perform a little bit live about last june here in, in la everything opened up for like a month if you were vaccinated uh and i, I well i mean I, I'm, I'm vaccinated and boosted but it turned out there were a lot of people that were just lying about it i guess but i love performing live and that's what i love doing and so without being able to do that you know, it starts to wear on you and you start to like, you're right. You know, it, it is, kind of, it is with the work, everything going on in the world is pretty demotivating, but you have to like kind of find that within yourself to like create stuff because there's always still that spark there. And so I always try to like, uh, I'm, I'm doing this thing on, on my Instagram I'm gonna release it, I think in March or April, but I'm trying to do, uh, trying to release like, 31 minute songs like dumb songs uh so i'm stockpiling them right now uh but so it's good to give yourself projects have, have you not uh, have you done any writing over the pandemic or or uh... i mean i did like just just wrote down a couple paragraphs here and there you know just like try to oh, that's cool you know just just try to get you know not to get too lazy i mean i wrote a couple of character bios here and there and um oh sick yeah, but I mean, it's it's a lot harder now because, like, it is just really hard to regain, you know, your creative spark after, you know, two years of, well, this. <laughs> you know? like, no, I know, man. It's like, ugh. Uh, it is interesting though. Being, you know, some sometimes I was telling uh, my girlfriend uh, the other day, I was, I was feeling ennui which I like, I was, I was, I was like, how do I feel? And I looked up this word and it's like, Oh, this list listlessness of like this restlessness of not being excited and, and this existential of like, Oh, well, what's the point? Like, what if there's another variant? What about this comes up? It's like, when will I get to like go out and live? And I, and I think that the answer is at a certain point, it's just like, you just got to live and, and create, um, the thing that's hard with the internet is like when I got to do, although as a writer though, you, you, you know, I feel like you can still, and the same thing with like what I'm doing when I'm not doing VO on my spare time, you know, making music and creating things is like, you can create stuff. Um, 
in quarantine and, and when the world's going to shit. Um, and hopefully people see it, but there's like, at least as a performer, there's nothing like live performance. So even if you see all these views on your stuff and likes, you're like, I'd rather have like one great laugh from like a random person than like a bunch of hearts because it's just on your screen and stuff. But when you when you write, you know, before the pandemic, like was the act of writing like just giving you joy, you know, writing? Yeah, I mean, it was hard because I'm someone oh, yeah. who is like I'll say it, I'm kind of a perfectionist and, you know, forgive me yeah, if man. this sounds, you know, if this is like the Oh man, it's like every oh, it's just like every creative ever. No, it it really is. I am a perfectionist, and you know, ask any artist I've worked with, like how fucking difficult I can be when it comes to when it comes to my work, because I like there is no bigger critic of my work than myself, honestly. Because um, I am mm. constantly overthinking stuff. I'm constantly overthinking and just like trying so hard to make it make to make anything makes sense and you know i look back at, at some of my work and it's like look i mean it's you know obviously a mess and obviously this is you know just a it reeks of first draft <laughs> first draft itis or whatever the term is mm. but um you know i still did it and yeah man i mean That's even, the even like i because you know even when it comes to the podcast like this was the thing that kept me going through the pandemic is that, Hey, you know, I want to at least keep this going. Cause I was doing it pre pandemic and like every year I kept asking myself, I, I kept saying to myself, like, I want to push myself, you know, push myself to, um, I just push myself harder and like get all these people that, you know, get, get bigger names, get, get the ball rolling, you know, just, try to do like a legit interview slash conversation show and just, you know, bring on whoever, like, it doesn't matter if they've done um, like 50 roles or one role. I, I mean, for God's sakes, I've had people on here who've just done promos and we talked about that for 40 minutes. Mm. So it's like, who cares? You know, I, yeah. just, I just want, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if, if I've done something, don't believe me i've done episodes where i've never released them because i feel like like i said before i feel like they're just not very good and and i'm like you know these might not be very good but at least you did them you know at least you didn't sit there at least at least it wasn't an unproductive day where you just sat there saying oh man i i wish i could i wish i was doing something productive because that was basically most of my mood in in 2020 and and I'm not going to lie looking at some of the guest names uh, you know for for this year like you know the the thought of like how the hell did I get here like how the hell did I accomplish this <laughs> come yeah man i mean cuz i mean, it's, I mean it, you did like, the work I mean, because imposter syndrome like kicks in because it's like I'm recording an episode tomorrow with, you know, hopefully if all goes well. I'm recording an episode tomorrow with someone who I grew up watching as a kid. And it's like, whoa, is this real? <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, don't you know, like, I, I feel like uh, with imposter syndrome, like, I feel like 
all I don't want to qualify as good, but like I feel like all like good people have it or like like as in like like as I, I have that all the time and I'm and I'm like, how did I how did this happen? Like I like any day now people are gonna figure out I'm like I'm not I'm not like like who they say I am, I'm not this like, you know whatever uh now it's hard to say without sounding like an egotistical douche but you know people are like oh man you're a really successful uh voice actor or you're you know talented with all this kind of stuff and i'm like i'm just good at convincing people that i know what i'm doing but then and i felt the same way in, in when I, I i got a uh, uh when i went to college i got uh, fellowship so which means that like when i i got into this college and they gave me money and i'm like oh they're gonna find out any day now that i'm not that great at all but then i found out like talking to more and more artists like every every person that is like like a kind person is always like hey i feel the same way i'm like they're all gonna figure out like hey the jig is up they know that you're not this whatever and every person that doesn't have it, it's like, no, I am the best. You're like, oh, this guy's kind of, this guy or girl is kind of a dick, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I feel like imposter syndrome, as long as it's not like hurting you, uh, is just a sign of like humility, you know? Because otherwise you would have, you'd probably be like, no, I am the best. <laughs> and like, who wants to hang out with that person? No, because like, I mean, I've said this in a previous episode, but like one of the things that really bothered me, it just bothers me in general about, and excuse me if I sound like a fucking old fart here, but you know, a thing that bothers me about people nowadays is that like, just like, there's no humility anymore. It's, it's just like, and, and people, and some people are just like unable to take even the slightest form of criticism. Like, I mean, like, okay, I get it. Like, if you're a creative person and you make a really popular thing, you're going to get idiots, you know, in your mentions or whatever harassing you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, yeah, you know, when, when you know, you're, you're an art. I mean, for example, like, there was this, recently there was this artist who, you know, drew a picture mm-hmm. and, you know, they got, like, mild criticism about it. And instead of saying, you know, taking that criticism, and it wasn't anything hateful. They just said, like, hey, you know, your new style isn't, isn't as, um, isn't as, um, what what do you call it? Like, isn't as, like, I can see, like, there's a, you know, a slight decline in quality, you know, in the way you used to compare to what you did, you know, you know, because, I mean, it was, like, a new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But, but I mean, long story short, this person went on this whole tirade and started going on and on and just labeled everyone haters. And I'm just like, dude, the criticism you got was so mild. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's just, and, and I told him like in an email, like, look, I'm not a fan of the current direction you're going in. And I, I just feel like, I mean, I just, I'm not a fan of it because it just, you know, I mean, I, I get that it, you know, it makes you more happy, but I was a fan of your older stuff and what have you. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't anything harmful. It wasn't like, oh, you suck, you're terrible, quit doing your, you know, quit. Yeah, right. I mean, it was just like harm, you know, harmless criticism. And he was just like, well okay and you know he unfollowed me on twitter and it just you know oh whatever 
Yeah, and 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 and, and what bothered yeah. me is that I gave feedback on a commission, and I said like the expression looked quote unquote goofy, and he took that oh. he took that personally because he posted. Oh, you commissioned him to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, long, long story oh, short, well, was, then you... I mean, long story short, he was he was an artist I commissioned, and um, he posted on Twitter. He vague posted, oh. I, I love drawing, you know, the, I've always haven't uh, drawn this character's face right, but I, I, I like it no matter how goofy it looks. I'm like, dude. Okay. Yeah, dude, I can. Come on, bro. Like, I mean, that, that really pissed me off because I'm like, look, uh, f- fuck you then. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, dude. I can tell when someone's vague posting at me. Okay. I, I know that. I, yeah. uh, you know, I know when I got under someone's skin, like. And that really annoyed me because it's like, you know, if you had a problem with me, you could just have emailed me and said, hey, you know, whatever. Just, it's really dumb. But like, we, we talked it out and we're, you know, we're, we're on good terms now. But like, the point is, is that, but the point is, is that I feel like a lot of people in general nowadays, especially creative types, you know, aren't used to, you know, can't take like, you know, constructive, I mean, not constructive criticism, but like, just like general criticism of their work. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I, I you know, well, it's weird that if like, if it was a commission, like, it, it, well, then like you have the right more than like, it'd be one thing if like, well, even then it's like, come on, whatever. It's just an opinion. But like, if it's a, like, cause I've been, you know, like I've, I've done like freelance VO stuff now and again, uh, not so much anymore, but I, I would do, you know, uh, freelance VO stuff. And sometimes I would, I would produce people's demos and they would, but when, when I, they pay me to be like, Hey, I, I don't like this. I'd be like, okay. And then I would do it how they wanted it. Like, cause I'm like, you're hiring me for a thing. I don't take it personally, you know? And you can, like you're saying also, like you can tell when, because I've, I've done lots of stuff on the internet uh, that I got paid to do and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and you can tell when the comments are like, oh, this person's just a troll. Like you can usually tell when they say like, you suck, you should die. You're like, well, that's not a critique. <laughs> that's more of like this person like hates me for some reason. But or, or, if, you're, I, I, or if you're like defending some something uh, people don't like. There's always going to be yeah. like one person on Twitter who's like, well, this thing sucks because X, Y, Z. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, right. that's not, you know, that's not, you know, that didn't prove your point. It's just, you're just stating your opinion. It's like, okay. You know, yeah, you exactly. debunk what I said, you know, I said like, Hey, you know, fan toxicity is a thing now and I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, fa- and someone replied like, Oh, well, fan to- toxicity should, wouldn't be a thing if like, uh, people made better shows or whatever. I'm like, okay. okay. Well, that, I mean, that's literally kind of proving your point, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, it's know? Like you, just you know what I mean? Like, that like... Kind of, you're like, all right, sure. Um, but, but it's, but I, I think, you know, to your point about, you know, constructive criticism, like you gotta have constructive criticism. Like actually, uh, I did a, uh, one example. I did a, uh, a show back in 2016. I was on uh, the USA Network uh, here in America. And uh, it was an impressions show with Dana Carvey from SNL. It was like an impressions 
competition show and who could do the best whatever and i won uh but then i read some of the some of the comments online and they were like oh like this guy's funny but like his his michael kane impression you know sucks because his voice is his, his voice should be a little lower to do the michael kane one and at first i was like oh mine doesn't suck and then i thought to myself i'm like wait a minute and i tried doing the michael kane a little lower and i'm like oh man that guy's right uh and i changed the way i did the impression and it's much better because i used to do michael kane like now he should tell him my pay you know talking like this but if you bring him down it's like michael can actually talk more in a uh, a lower voice like this and i was like well i mean like yeah it stung a little bit but it made my work better because i was like shit i think people are only really offended when they know they're when they're like ah oh, fuck they got a point shit because um, it's and, not a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and my criticism was, look, I mean, I don't like the direction you're going in because it's more cartoony and everyone kind of looks like an Adventure Time character. And he, and he really took that. Oh, time. And I'm like, dude, that's just my opinion. Was his like, stuff more like, was his stuff more like, like a totally different style before? Yeah, I mean, it used to be realistic and he went in a more cartoony direction. I'm like, yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. Again, that's just my opinion. I just feel like you're going in that, you know, Adventure Time-esque, you know, right. style where like everyone has like skinny arms and what have you. And it's like, fine. It's like, yeah. If that makes you happy, whatever. But like, that's my opinion. You know, I was commissioning you because I liked your older stuff, you know, from, you know, two years ago. And, uh, you know, some of yeah. the best stuff I commissioned from you was from two years ago. And, you know, I look at it now and it's like night and day difference. And, mm. and again, like at the end of the day, it's like, I just said, look, I mean, outside of my opinion, I really don't have anything much to say about this, about the, you know, about this thing. And he, you know, he took that to heart and he started vague posting and what have you. And, and it's just like, look, man, you know, it's, it's just... Like, what do you want me to say? It's like, it wasn't even offensive. It's just like, look, I, I mean, it just reminds me of Adventure Time. And and it's like, you know, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, it's it's cartoony. It looks like, you know, you know, that Adventure Time style. And it's it's fine. Yeah. You know? it's, it's whatever. You know, Adventure Time is one of my favorite shows. And but at the same time, it's like I did not. You oh, know, it's great. I mean, I did not go to you because I wanted Adventure Time style artwork. I I went to you because I wanted like more realistic comic book style, and, and it's just I, I don't know, man. Yeah, people. I don't, no, I, don't I hear people, you. I don't dude, get people like, nowadays. I really don't. No, uh, I'm actually looking at a. Uh, do you know? Uh, I love realistic style. Uh, do you know uh, Jeff Darrow, the comic book artist? No, I don't. Check him out. He's pretty cool. Uh, G-E-O-F space D-A-R-R-O-W. Mm. He's been around for like 30-something years or something like that, I think. Because I, I bought these comics that he did with Frank Miller. And they're like super detailed um, comics. And I was just thinking to myself, like, man, that'd be like if you asked that guy to do a commission and he gave you adventure time and you'd be like, Hey, what about all the other stuff you did? Like, I kind of wanted that. It's like, if you ask Eddie Van Halen, well, rest in peace, uh, to do a guitar solo. And it sounded like, you know, Keith Richards. And you're like, Hey man, I wanted Van Halen. <laughs> like, what happened? No, I mean, and someone uh, pointed this out know. on Twitter. It's like, Hey, you know, you know, it reminds, you know, someone pointed out like, hey, this character reminds me of like skinny Hercules from 
from uh you know the disney movie and you know they were they were being nice and it's like and i just got oh, an yeah, email yeah. from i mean i got an email for him because he was like oh i saw you on twitter liking criticisms of my work tweets criticizing whoa my work. Like, oh fuck off this guy's like really <laughs> sensitive dude like yeah, it's like fuck then off. that means that he's looking at everybody that's saying <laughs> that and being like i saw earlier at 115 that you like this or whatever and you're like dude i don't the world doesn't revolve around you like you know what i mean yeah, it's like um, I just I really just wanted to reply and say, look, I it's just an opinion, dude. It's it's an opinion. Uh, it cannot hurt you. It cannot physically hurt you. It is just an opinion. And at the end of the day, I'm just one person. And and what's funny is like the picture he he posted that caused this quote unquote controversy in his head is that you know got like seven k likes. It's like you know uh, that's cool. Seven k people liked your liked your picture but you're gonna focus on the three three people that had criticism about it it's, fuck right off dude. <laughs> yeah i mean i will say though that i mean uh you, that 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 phenomenon of like oh it, you know i think for all artists like you could have a room full of people or like myself included like i'll have like whatever you know all these different likes like i think every artist anyone will focus on like the one comment of like they didn't like it you're like what about the other like 99 that liked it you're like yeah whatever whatever i don't know this one person said stuck like it i feel like people naturally uh focus on the negative you know um i know whenever i did live shows it would be like the show would be great everybody would love it and be like oh, everybody loved it and one person would say something like, I don't know about this one part. And you'd, you'd be like, what? <laughs> what, you know? But uh, I think that's like the nature. I think like real, it's part of growing as an artist too. No, you know, I mean, like when I, I first, yeah. You know. Like when, when, when I see stuff like that, I'm reminded of like um, a quote from yeah. D. Bradley Baker, where he said, you know, when it comes oh, to criticism, like, I'm not here to be liked. My job is just to go in there and give and give um and give them what they want. So, I don't really care if you think I sucked or not, you know, cuz at the end of the day I just did my job. Yeah. I mean, th that's another thing that uh like uh, you know, a lot of people that are that, that aren't that haven't acted or don't realize is like a lot of times like you know you'll watch a movie and you're and or or tv show or whatever and you'll be like oh man that actor or actress sucks but then like after being in the business you're like you don't know like if they told them to act like that the director you know and also like it's like what's the script sometimes you watch something and you're like man that actor did the best they could with that script that script sucks uh, there's so many different, uh, you know, uh, factors involved in in the end game of a performance. So as an actor, all you can do is like do your best. Uh, but I think when people judge actors or actresses, you can only tell if they're bad. Really, if like if they stuck in every single scene, it would be like, hey, eh. or and that could be just one movie or one thing, one cartoon, whatever. But if they, but if it's like everything they do, like if it's like more than like two projects and you got to be like, uh, I don't like this person's style. But for the most part, like 
people shouldn't blame the actor or actress if they don't like a, a particular performance. Like that's like the director and producers because I've I've been on set and I've been in VO things where I'll see somebody like nail it and they're like, oh hey, can you do it more like this? And then they'll be like, are you sure? Okay. And they'll do exactly what they were told. And then like, I'll be there in the room hearing it. And I'll be like, oh, that sucks. And then the producer will be like, we're using that. And I'm like, shit, that means that like some fan will listen and be like, oh, I hated the way they did that. I'll be like, so did the actor, but you know, what do you get them? Uh, yeah, that's why like whenever so I, like that's why whenever I see a performance I don't like, I have to think, okay, you know, is it the actor or is it the direction they're given? Especially when it comes to anime, because the dubbing is is a completely different beast. Oh sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, you know, when it comes to anime dubbing, there are performances that are great, and there are performances that are not so great, and the ones that aren't so great stick out a lot more because it's like, and I've said this before many times, but like whenever I see like a really like terrible like someone who's like really really like a, a a read that's like really weird in an anime i'd be like oh, what the what the hell happened what during that the hell happened <laughs> yeah what was that yeah because um, i remember well, watching you know, this, it, like because I, I remember i was watching yeah. the show and like you could see like her the, the character was going on a little rant and you could see like the her rant wasn't the lip flaps weren't matching what she was like. It was like one second ahead of the lip flaps, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, like look at this, like look at this, like how how could you miss that? Oh my god, that's so terrible." Yeah, I mean that is uh, a mixture to me of the writer and the and the producer. So a lot of times when I've done dubbing they're they're like changing the lines while you're in the studio going like oh we need to do it again because look at this lip flap so if they don't catch it then like you're like as an actor you're just like okay i'll do what you tell me to do um but dubbing is is sometimes it i think if i was like to direct a, vo a vocal group for dubbing uh i always found that like the best performances that were brought out of me and other people is when they were they like kind of let the actor like do it their way slash, you know, um, natural, more natural. Um, but I was doing, uh, was it, was it either arena of valor or something where like I was playing, no, it wasn't arena of valor. It was the other one, uh, where I was playing this Scottish cat dwarf that was fighting ghosts. Um, and literally I was getting directed from Hong Kong and no, not Hong Kong, Shanghai. And uh, they kept just saying like, just be, can you be, uh, can you be louder? Like just yell it. And I'm like, okay. And then like, by the end they were like, perfect. We want it just like that. That's perfect. And then I realized like all the lines I did just sounded like I was just shouting with a Scottish accent. So if you were to watch that, you'd be like, well, this is kind of one note, but I'm like, they told me to do it, you know? So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, because uh, I remember watching an anime recently and, like, I'm not going to say this actress's name because, like, people will be like, oh, you're just using it to 
talk shit or whatever, but you know, she's someone yeah. who's, you know, very talented, but like this specific role, I feel like she was miscast in because like a lot of the reads that, that she was giving were like stereotypical anime reads where it's like, this mm. is my angry voice and this <clears throat> is my sad voice. And it's like, right. Oh God. <laughs> you know? Like, I know you're better than this. I've seen you, you know, in better shows like, Oh God. Well, that right there is like a, that's a great example of like, I bet it wasn't her fault. Because if you've seen her better in other stuff, and I'm just assuming, it sounds like it's probably like if this were a science experiment, you're like, okay, what's different here? It's probably the director. Because like, you know, it's like I have some of my favorite actors and sometimes I'll see them in something and I'll be like, what was that? And then I realize like, oh, that's like some you know, it must have been the, the direction. Because I know they're, you, it's like when you see actors, you're like, I know you're good. You know, the same thing with the actresses, like, I know they're great, but then you see them in like some stuff and you're just like, well, you kind of, that sucks. <laughs> but, you know, um, but going back to like, you know, artists that are sensitive and all that kind of shit, I think it's also like a, I guess some people never get over it, but I feel like it's a, it's a, a growing kind of thing. Because I know when I was just starting out, I feel like I was much more sensitive than I am now, you know? Uh, and I think that's with a lot of, I, I feel like if you're a good artist or act, actor or whatever, you get used to, you start to weed out the criticism and you develop a thick skin in the sense of you're like, well, I'm doing this because it makes me happy. As opposed to like in the beginning, when I started doing stuff, I, I used to, if somebody, you know, any type of critique, I'd be like, this is my passion and my heart that you're attacking, you know, but then soon you're just kind of like, they're not attacking you. It's just like art subjective. And then also like, especially during, during this pandemic, you start to realize like what's important in life and stuff. And like somebody, for example, like you, right. Like somebody saying like, it's like, what's really important. You're going to worry about somebody saying that this face looked goofy. Are you going to, or should you be concerned more about the fate of the earth? You know, yeah, yeah, like Like, priorities. Yeah, because I've and I've said this before in previous episodes. Like I have recorded episodes that were just god awful, like literally god awful. Like I've had like a guest who was made me restart the episode because I mispronounced her name, and like the rest of the episode just wasn't very good because she was just giving me like one note answers and I was just. Um, I was just brutal. struggling, struggling to to get anything out of out it's an of, awkward out of start, it. man. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. struggling, struggling to get anything out of it, and and then it's like, okay, who are your who are your inspirations? Oh, Mel Blank, and it's like, okay, Mel Blank, Looney Tunes. What's your favorite Looney Tune? And blah blah blah. And then the conversation goes into me talking about Looney Tunes for like a couple minutes. And then, you know, mm. when the episode's done, I get an email from her saying, like, yeah, this is, can you delete this? This is horrible because you're, quote, unquote, not ready. And that really oh, pissed me off. <laughs> like, Dude, fuck not off. Not ready. The guy who held his own with people like Trevor Duvall, David Soboloff, Roger Craig Smith, wasn't ready. Oh, I met Ro- I-, I worked with Roger. Yeah. I've had on him on the, the show. On the, he's a super nice dude. Yeah, I've held my own with he, him. And it's like, you telling me I'm not ready? Like, who the fuck are you? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, well, I mean, it tells you if they're like, you need to restart the episode because you mispronounced my name. It's like, what? Who gives a shit? Like, what? what is that shit? But, yeah, uh, it's like I was just thinking of my favorite. I mean, yeah. it became like a running joke because I would constantly like mispronounce people's names and we would laugh about it. Right. I mean, it just became like a running joke on the podcast, but like she was the only one who was like, Oh no, can you restart it? Because it's it's pronounced blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, fine. Right. You know, you just wasted like two minutes, <laughs> you know, that we that I'm never gonna get back, but okay, your highness. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, also, just, wait, she only has one influence? I mean, um, she, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm trying to be nice here and and sure. you're giving me shit for mispronouncing your name and then saying that, oh, we went off topic when we were talking about Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah, that that's a controversial subject. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking Looney Tunes. That's a real controversial subject. But also, like... There is no real off topic with with like conversational podcasts. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, hey man, I only wanted to talk about this. You started talking about Looney Tunes. You're like, all right. This is a VO podcast, isn't it? So it's like it's like it's like saying that's like going like on a sports podcast and being like, I told you I only wanted to talk about the Lakers. And you brought up the Bulls. And you're like, all right. And it's like, it's just, I, I've said this before, but like one, the, one of the, uh, to me, like the best episodes I've done are the episodes that feel like conversations because I don't, I fucking hate the question and answer format. It's boring. It's dull. And yeah. it's like, look, man, if you wanted, you know, just the basics about voiceover, just go to D Bradley Baker's website. Why the fuck are you listening to this? You know? <laughs> If you just wanted the basics, yes. no, that's the that's why people want to listen to this. You want to hear all the the little uh, uh, what are they? It, what is it called? Like in in no, what is it? Like the little nooks and crannies, eccentricities, you know, the little details. Because like, yeah, you know, with everything, there's the short answer of like, it's it's like if somebody you know is describing a like like you can describe rock music. I love rock and roll and heavy metal uh and you, you could describe it in like a sentence but like if you really want to like dive in like there's whole worlds of little you know details that you miss and you won't like it's, it's yes and no answers and then like short answers like that might be okay for like a magazine you know or an online Magazine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and what bothered me is like I just I just asked yeah. like basic questions like, oh, you were on a Netflix show. Did you audition for any other characters? It's like, oh, well, I auditioned for all the characters. That's that's oh, not okay. that's that's not helping me. That's just like, okay. Yeah, like what was know? it like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm asking you about the experience, and I asked her like, okay, you were on this big game. You know, have you met any of your other cast members? And she's like, yeah, I met them at a party. And I'm like, okay, cool. Did anything funny happen at that party? And it's like, no, I I wouldn't know because I didn't talk to any of the people who were – I didn't talk to any of the cast members or what. What? So I just – oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Like Like what? We're like pulling teeth, man. Yeah, it's like I'm trying. Like I just, I just wanted to stop right there and and be. You tried. I, I really just wanted to stop right there and go. Look, I'm 
fucking trying my hardest here. Just give me something. Give me something, something to, work to work with. with. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you know what? Going back to your now that I think about it, uh, going back to your question in the beginning of the podcast about what was one of the hardest dubbing uh, can be pretty hard because you have to act like within a time really time constraints and i don't uh, you know forgive me if you've already gone over this in the previous podcasts but the way they do dubbing at least since i've been in the business is kind of like karaoke um where it's like you see the line and then it uh and then like a yellow thing goes across and that's what you're supposed to read and so like great right but then you have to act on top of that and then you have to like add all the emotion all the intention everything within that time period frame kind of thing and then a lot of times i'll be like hey his lips are still moving can you just do some uhs and grunts and you're like okay i did this indonesian cartoon uh movie where like that was actually pretty hard but anyway sorry i, I just it just came up to me when we were, we were talking about like anime and all that kind of stuff but that stuff is always i did a netflix uh, polish movie that I dubbed, and that was uh, hard, a little difficult. It was still very fun and enjoyable, but it was very, it's like karaoke. Have you ever done karaoke? I have seen videos. Probably, that. right? Yeah, of course, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, karaoke is really fun, right? You know, because it's like, ah, cool, we're having a good, although, funny thing, I was talking to my buddy about it, sorry to go off topic, but he's like, he tells me, he's like, when they reopen karaoke, I'm bringing my own mic. He's like, because he's like, I've like seen people at those places and like, you're basically putting, you're basically making out with everybody else that has been using that mic. And I'm like, well, that's gross. That's going to make me rethink some karaoke or at least move the mic farther away from my face. Oh no, I've seen concert footage of people like eating the microphone. I'm like, is it, you know, is that really necessary? Like you shouldn't you have like, you know, distance between yourself and the microphone you don't have to like have it that close to your face no you don't <laughs> but like i think what happens is like maybe psychologically because i i would do that sometimes on stage is like you're like oh like i'm so loud and i put it closer yeah but really honestly it doesn't sound it sounds so the with vo depending on what mic you have but it's almost always is you want all right this is a podcast you can't see me so <laughs> But you want you take your hands and like I'm maybe you guys talked about this on, on other podcasts, but for any voice actors out there, the the correct distance and the, uh, basically is you take your hand and you do like the uh, hang loose sign, uh, which is like a thumb and a pinky, and then you put the thumb to your mouth and the pinky to the mic, uh, and that is like the distance you want, uh, and give or take like a step. So if you're doing a VO and you have your mouth on the mic, you're not doing it. Right. <laughs> Even if you're the greatest voice in the world, like it's going to, it's going to distort on that mic. Plus nobody else can use that mic for a little bit, no, especially during a pandemic. No, funny thing is that I think like the only yeah. exception to that is like Frank Walker. Cause I, and I did not know this oh, he's, until he, he's Optimus prime, right? No, no, he's Megatron. <laughs> Other Megatron, guys. that's who he is. Yeah, no, no, Peter, but, uh, it's Peter Cullen. Cullen is, yeah, no, Cullen is. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, but but uh, 
what I did not know is like I because I remember seeing him in a not seeing him in a convention, but like watching a video with him, and he yeah. talked about doing Soundwave, and I had no idea he oh, did yeah. this, but he said like when he does Soundwave, it's just his Doctor Claw, um, you know, voice. But, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but but the problem is like that voice isn't very powerful. So what he would do is like he would oh. go really close to the mic to get as you know to get it as booming to to make it sound as booming as possible and then they would you know vocode it. So oh and I nice had no yeah idea oh that that, that. <laughs> yeah that that is a good point though there is uh, a, a technique that I've used um for like a commercial vo I haven't done this in oh well, I did this actually uh, for Arena of Valor is if you're playing a character that has, if you want to bring out the most bass in your voice, you want to get close to the mic. And, and so, because when you get close to the mic, it's going to bring out more bass uh, to your voice. Uh, as, so like I did this character for Reno Valor was like this guy named, uh, he's called, I think he's called the Ghost Walker. And he basically, I basically just had to get like super close to the mic. And and like like right now I'm just putting the phone to like my mouth here and it's like and basically talk like I am the ghost walker feel my vengeance you know like you, you talk like that right right up to the mic um, but when you said you saw people on stage with the mic in their mouth uh, that's still wrong <laughs> it's because I highly because like because that's that that'll that'll destroy um, and then what you do is when you when you're that close to the mic and you want to get that bassy thing you record it and then in post you just amplify it and it'll it'll bring out a like a bunch and you kind of use your chest voice oh no i you know talking about amplifying audio i almost like blew my my ears out my child like editing audio oh really whatever like i almost like blew my ears out randomly because i was like messing with the volume sliders and i had like my oh shit on and it's just like boom <laughs> It's like, damn it. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> don't That'll do happen. that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Please. Anybody listening out there. Yeah, because like, there, like, there was this podcast we yeah. recorded like last year and, you know, we were, you know, both of us were, you know, the, 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 the audio was like really, really high and like there was like some clipping oh. and some distortion and I was like trying to edit that mm. and I was like messing with the, right. with, with the volume and, you know, I almost blew my ears out doing that because like, don't, don't do that when you're wearing headphones. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely happened to, happened to me before. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, Got any other uh, questions or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the time. And I'm like, holy shit. I oh yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> I gotta, you know, uh, get going. So, uh, as we wrap up, like, um, can you give us an update on any current projects you're working on, if you can? Yeah. Um. Well, uh, there is a. So you that Arnold voice I was talking to you about. Uh, that's still in production. So I have two more sessions to do for that. And that's going to be a game for PlayStation. And the, oh, wait, I signed an NDA for that. Uh, <laughs> but it's, a, it's, a, it's, oops. it's no, 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 don't worry. You don't know. It, oops. Yeah, but no, I didn't say the name of it. But the, 
the code, I forgot the, I forgot the code name, but it's a sequel to a game that came out, uh, I believe in 2017. Uh, and I can't say anything more about it, but it's, it's going to be coming out uh, either the end of this year or the first quarter of 2023. And uh, it's, oh, you know what I can say? It's about, it's kind of like, um, all I can say is that it's kind of like Starship Troopers a little bit. Uh, so make of that as you will. Uh, I got that. And then uh, the other projects, oh, just personal projects. But that's like, that's like the big uh, video game that's, that's going on. And that's actually the most fun. But we, we've had to, I was supposed to go into the studio like two weeks ago, but then Omicron hit here in LA pretty hard. And but, uh, where, where can people find you online? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, go to Instagram. And I'm Jason K, K-A-Y-E, super fan, S-U-P-E-R-F-A-N. Uh, and you can add me on, on Instagram, follow me. Uh, I'm going to release a bunch of one-minute songs soon, uh, probably like in March or whatever. But I, I post up there all the time. And um, uh, you, you can find me there. I have another Instagram called JK Sick Licks. Because when the pandemic started, uh, I don't know if it was like this for the rest of the world, but here in LA, they were like, we're only going to be shut down for two weeks. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, now that I have two weeks off, I'm going to like do a guitar solo every day. I, I, I know at least 14 solos. Anyway, I made it as a challenge to myself and I ended up doing uh, 270 solos because, you know, the pandemic kept going. Uh, and so I, I solos for Instagram. And so there's all these different guitar solos, all my favorite guitar players and stuff that I, I've done my version of. Uh, try to be note for note. But, uh, but that's on JK Sigma. But mainly go to Jason K Superfan. You can find all the cool stuff. All right. Thanks for taking yeah. the time up to do this. And as always, if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Yeah, I'd love to, man. It was a good talk. I uh, hope, uh, hope, hope uh, this one turns out good. Uh, felt good. So. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. See you, man.